Hey everyone, this is Adam. And this is Amir. And welcome back to Music of Mass Destruction. Today is episode 13, also known as season 2, episode 4. And we're going to have some interesting topics of bands to talk about today. And the first one, probably a band that you guys probably haven't heard of very much. I mean, I didn't discover them until like maybe about a year or two ago, isn't that about right? They're called Three Years Hollow. So, now we're on the subject of Three Years Hollow. I didn't think that... I didn't... Well, I knew we were going to talk about them eventually, but uh, I figured it would have been much later down the line because I was hoping to hear more music from them. But, um... How do you feel about Three Years Hollow? Because I know... Uh, I, I showed you these guys about a year or two ago. I can't remember exactly when. But I remember I played a song that I found by them when I was on Google Play. And I showed you the band, and I, I knew you really dug them. Uh, what you, what you, what did you think of them? They're a great band, man. Uh, I remember you showed me Chemical Rise because it came up in your Google Play one day when you were looking for other bands. And you know what, man? That song became a staple for us. Car ride, uh, going to restaurant, you know, whatever the case may be, we always played that song everywhere we went. We haven't listened to it in, you know, recent months, but going back and listening to the song, it never gets old. It's, it's such an underrated song by such an underrated band. I think, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're covering them in today's episode, because they really deserve praise. Yeah, that they do, man. I mean, like, when I discovered these guys, like, um, I was searching for another band at the time, because um, it was called, God, I can't remember what it was. But I remember I was searching for another band at the time, and I typed in a song name, and it didn't give me what I was looking for, and I ended up finding Three Years Hollow, and the first song that popped up was Chemical Ride, and I was like, that sounds like an interesting song name. Sounds like, I, I figured like it might have been a song like talking about drugs or some, some shit like that. But uh, turns out it actually wouldn't, I mean, I mean, literally the song could have like a whole bunch of different meanings depending on how you listen to it. But that song immediately became like a staple for us, like you told me. And there's just something about that song that like just sticks with you, you know? Like with all the lyrics, for all of our anchor listeners out there, that's our sample we put in before we started this session right here. And that song is called Chemical Ride. Personally, I think it's probably their best song that they've made as a group so far. But there's just, every time I listen to that song, because I do listen to that song from time to time on my phone, in my spare time, but there's just something about it. Like when you listen to it, it puts you like into this state of mind where like you're trying to figure out, like you're just ignoring everything that's going on in the world. And their singer, I think his first name is Jose. He is a, ma a badass singer. Cause I remember that was one of the first vibes that you had got whenever I showed you the song. I think one of the first things that you had said was like, um, man, this guy's a good ass singer. He is. I got to give credit where credit is due. That that dude has some good pipes on him, man. He he knows how to how to lay it down on the track. Yeah, and if if any of you guys want to actually look them up, uh, look them up. They're called Three Years Hollow. Particularly if you want a good you want a good like first uh, good example, look up the song Chemical Ride. It's a short song. Like the only negative thing I have to say about it is that it was short. It was almost a three minute song. I really wish it would have been like maybe another minute or so. 
so I could like bask in the glory of the song a little bit more. And you know what? Like their, their second album is their best effort, in my opinion. Their second album was fantastic. It's a big step up from their first album. Their first album, their debut album, was uh, a solid effort from the band, but uh, it, it kind of followed a formula, and they didn't, you know, stray too far from it. But with the second album, they got experimental. You could hear more uh, of the drums coming into play, more of the. Uh, the vocal range of Jose coming into play and it, it was just really amazing to see what the band was capable of and I think they've reached their their peak um, I know they are working on a new album and it's been years since they've released anything which is you know another negative to say about the band but I you know I understand personal things going on and having to work up to get the funds because even though you know they're they're a great band in, in our art in our eyes um, they're not really well known and, and others uh. it's really good to hear that because uh, I remember you told me this earlier today that, that they were actually working on new, new music and again you know that's also nothing really against the band because you know especially with the, with the state of the world right now and everything going on you know uh, recording times can sometimes be hard right now and you know actually trying to find time to get together as a group and you know doing quarantine and everything but um I think they're really, I, th I really think like, um, because of their second record, their last record was 2014. That was like the same year before Ghost Inside returned with their new album. That was the last time they had released a new record, it was 2014. Chemical Ride didn't get released as a single until 2015, I believe. And they haven't released any new music since 2018. They released a single two years ago called You and I, which I think is a really good, decent song. But like, how I feel about Chemical Ride is how I feel about, is how like, me, probably not just me, but a lot of other people, how they can, how the, I feel about this song is how people feel about Wasteland for 10 years, which we talked about in the previous episode. This song is, is their hit, you know? Like when people, you know, if more people start figuring out who these guys are, which I really hope they do, because these I think they do deserve to get recognized more. That song is going to be in my opinion, what they're going to be most well known for, you know, and I hope they keep releasing more music. I hope they keep trying to top their second record because, you know, with Chemical Ride, like 10 years, they're still trying to, well, they're probably not trying to, but, you know, and all the years they've released music since Wasteland came out back in 2005, they've yet to release a single and probably in most of our opinions that has yet to top that song. And although they, although they always make great music, they still have yet to top that song. And I think that Three Years Hollow is going to go the same route with Chemical Ride. So I hope I really hope I'm wrong when I say that, because I really hope that when we hear new music, more new music, they actually maybe will end up surprising us one day. But I really I'm really looking forward to their next record. If you say they're writing a next record, I'm excited, but I'm really nervous at the same time because yeah, I don't want them to fall into that trap where. You know, they get known for something, and then, kind of like Highly Suspect, where they had these two first great records, and then after a couple of years of being away, you know, they come back with a third record, and at first it's really exciting, and then turns out it's just complete, you know, fucking horrible. Yeah. I really don't want them to fall into the same trap, because I do think they have a lot of potential as a group. Like, their style is just so amazing. But, just fingers crossed, uh... I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do next. I'm just praying that they don't fall into that trap. 
and start, you know, just becoming all about the money and stuff, which is going to be kind of hard to do because of the, because of everything that's going on right now, but let's just hope that they don't fall into that, that rut, you know? So remind me, man, you got anything else you want to say? You summed it up pretty well, and you know, like you said, I'm really excited to see what new direction they're going in with this upcoming album. And I really hope it gets released sometime this year. And uh, you know, they're they're releasing some stuff on Patreon, but me, I'm the type of guy who I like to wait. You know, I like to wait to see what they have to present uh, when the album actually drops, because I, w- I want to be able to listen to it alongside other people to give you know, my first impressions on it and see how it compares versus other people's opinions of it. Uh, you know, if you guys are looking for a new band to kind of expand your horizons, uh, definitely give this band a try. They're, they're well worth it. I mean, they're, they're amazing, man. That they are. I Like, after we're done with today, I'm going to go and listen to that song again. Just because that song, their Chemical Riot has, like, such a... I really can't explain it, man. It's like there's there's something about that song that just like radiates with me, you know? It's really hard to explain, but like when I listen to it, I start thinking a lot. Whether it's like stuff in the past, whether it's like where I currently am, whether it's like stuff that I want to do in the future, like where I want to go in the future, if I want to travel. Because like when, that's, when I listen to that song, I imagine like places that I've always wanted to travel to and when I listen to that song on my headphones I imagine that I'm someplace that I've always wanted to go and I try to imagine a place that would seem really fitting with this song that I'm listening to in my ears and it's not just that it's like it's it's a whole bunch of other things it's really hard to explain but like there's something about that song that just connects with me and obviously I'm gonna keep listening to it because that song is just that's just an amazing song. Okay. So with that being said, we're gonna move on to our next subject. Oh god. Our next subject is going to be a band that you and me have mixed feelings about, which is Five Finger Death Punch. So, Amir, we made it to this point. Five Finger Death Punch. When you think of this band, what is? how does it make you feel? It makes me feel like I just shoved five monsters, a coffee, a five-hour energy drink, and ecstasy all in one shot. That's pretty, uh... That's pretty descriptive. Because that's exactly what they are. When you look at Ivan Moody, he looked like Vanilla Ice had a mental breakdown and started listening to even more gangster rap. Like, it was bad with his one-hip fucking wonder, uh, Ice Ice Baby, when he clearly stole the line, the bass line from Under Pressure by Queen. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just terrible. You know, and disregarding the music for a second, can we just talk about Ivan? Like, that dude is a fucking shithole, man. He's a <laughs> drunk. I mean, yeah, he's gotten help in recent years, but let's see how long he can actually keep it up. I mean, this dude was a fucking drunk. He was a mess. Getting himself into controversy left and right. I mean, this dude is so fucking awful. And then not to mention his shitty lyrics that he writes for some songs. It's just, 
It's literally like a fucking 14 year old kid who just hit puberty. His balls haven't even dropped yet. He thinks he's the shit because he grew two <laughs> inches over the summer. You're not the <laughs> shit. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not the shit. All right? <laughs> you aren't. <coughs> I'm talking me. about you, all those fucking athletes in school that played basketball in middle school, huh? Remember when we went to Summer Creek? You thought you were so bad. You're not bad. You with your little curly hair, you little rich fuck, huh? Huh? You got daddy's money? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you and your little precious curly hair that you spend so much time fucking fixing in the morning. I'll come on your hair. What the fuck? Have fun fixing that, bitch. Anyway. Was that, was that like some sort of mental breakdown just now? That was a flashback back to the war days of middle school. <laughs> the war days? Is this your PTSD? This is me thinking about... His name was Preston, first of all. Who the fuck named their son Preston? <laughs> what a god-awful name. If you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and your name is Preston, fuck you. <laughs> I, got, I, got no, I got no personal... <laughs> No personal problem against it, but, you know. Anyway, back to this fucking music. If Preston was a musical form, it would be Five Finger Death Punch. That's what it would be. (laughs) Their music is so fucking terrible. I mean, most of their good songs are covers of other songs by other good bands. Like their cover of Gone Away, which is a cover of, well, obviously the song Gone Away from the band The Offspring. The Offspring's a pretty, pretty good band. Five Finger Death Punch had an interesting twist on it. But guess what? That's not their own original music. The only fucking songs I like from this band are uh, Far From Home, which was a decent one, Remember Everything, and Coming Down. You know, the song, and Wrong Side of Heaven, even. You know, the songs where they write about, you know, serious topics. I mean, like, look, look, look at some of this stuff, man. Like, American Capitalism. Uh, it, w- it had two good songs in my opinion Coming Down and Remember Everything What Were the Answer probably the best album in my opinion uh, e- even The Way of the Fist like their first single The Bleeding that was a great song man but then after that it became like this uh, Doritos eating Mountain Dew shugging monster truck uh, fucking lifted truck to compensate for my small dick music <laughs> like this it just became fucking terrible man like, even House of the Rising Sun. Like, that's a cover, man. Nothing original. Even their own original music makes me want to fucking kill myself. It makes me want to snort a line of cocaine and then go listen to Coolio. <laughs> like, their music is just terrible, man. I, 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 I'm, I can't do it, man. I, I can't. Your opinions. Okay. I'm not going to mimic you word for word, but... In all the years that I've known about them, I've never really even wanted to listen to their music at all. Their music just doesn't interest me. I've heard songs here and there. Like, personally, like, to say one positive, I love their their cover of Bad Company. That's probably the one one good thing. And Coming Down is probably... If I even had a favorite song by them, it would probably be that. But I really don't listen to them. I mean, they're... They're... That band is in a gray area to me. It's like... Like, it, it sounds good enough for me to like it, but it doesn't sound interesting for me enough to be, it's like <laughs> to if, want to, it, to listen to it. It's like if someone took Rar XD, that meme, and turned it into a band. <laughs> They're band, man. It's just I, just, I can't get into them. Like, I wanted to like them at one point. You know, as shocking as it is for me to say that, but 
it, it didn't happen. Like, it's just, and it's a gray know, area. You know they all have the talent to be something special, but the fucking lyrics and topic they talk about. How, how did you how did you describe it earlier? Where like um, earlier you mentioned like their their current music is like um, oh yeah I'm a big I'm a big fucking tough guy fight me fight me bitch fight me that's, just shit like that's that pretty much it it's like 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 I said man a 14 year old kid who had who's just hit puberty got his first little curly pubic hair <laughs> balls haven't even dropped yet he got acne all over the place it looked like a fucking crater on top of Mars. I mean, he probably, his dad probably looked like Wilfred Brimley. I mean, this, this is the type Jesus of shit, Christ. the type of shit I'm talking about. Their fan base is even cringy as hell, too. They think they're a tough guy. Oh, your brother's in the military. He's gonna beat my ass. Well, you aren't in the military, you little fucking cunt. Uh, <laughs> come over there and I'll go fuck your goddamn dog. How do you like that? I bet you don't. Do you, Preston? Little fucking cunt. I'll come in your hair. <laughs> This this episode is being very therapeutic for you, I guess. Exactly. You want to play it all cool? You're not cool, huh? You want to play football in high school? Think you get all the bitches? No one remembers you, Preston. <laughs> At our ten-year high school reunion, you're gonna be forgotten. You're gonna be a nobody. I'm gonna make national headlines because I'm gonna write my manifesto. And I'm gonna <laughs> fucking kill you, Preston. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Like <laughs> this has gone way off hand. But anyway, getting back on topic real quick. I mean, we're only seven minutes in. I feel like we talked enough about them. But uh, again, we should have stopped at seven seconds. <laughs> I feel I, I praise us for even getting this far. I got nothing against any of the band members or anything. I think they all got talent and shit. But like the way they're currently going about it, it's just not it's not the way to me. I mean, I, I barely listened to their new album, which is called Fate. And they try to be fucking clever, and they try to put it to where it, it's an orange background, and have the fucking letter capital F with a number eight next to it. How fucking original, guys! Sorry, I lost my shit for a second. Shit like that just annoys me. I'm sorry. If you can't be original and shit, and you just repeating the same old crap that people are just getting tired of seeing, just just fuck off, you know? Just just fuck off. See, I wish I told that to Preston back in middle school. I they're flashing daddy's money. Daddy showed up one day, huh? When it would bring your parents to school day. He showed up one day with his little suit, Preston's little daddy, huh? And Preston was so proud because he got to walk around with his daddy all day. Oh my god, my daddy is it, is it gonna turn daddy. is it gonna turn into a filthy Frank moment with the uh I got daddy's where, money. Where he, he he stays up past nine. It's like five minutes past nine, his dad Preston, it's past nine o'clock, you should be in bed. Say, hey, I was just being ironic, Dad. I don't care. You're being a piece of shit. Spanking your ass and shit. <laughs> you thought you were so cool, didn't you, Preston, huh? What, you drove a little fucking Camaro? Or a Corvette in high school? Whatever the fuck it was. One of those shitty-ass douchebag midlife crisis cars. Like, what the fuck you drove in high school? You think you're so cool, Preston? Well, you know what I drove in high school? Nothing. I had to walk like a real fucking man. I was getting, <laughs> I was getting my cardio in. You weren't doing anything. You were behind a wheel. I hope you crash into a light pole, and I hope your father is there to witness it, so you get to think about how many times you spent daddy's money at your life is fleeing from you. 
and then the paramedics try to revive you, but then the car explodes, and the paramedics perish in a fire as well, and then your unborn baby that you had with some fucking girl named, I don't know, Melinda or something, I hope she has a miscarriage. Fuck you, Preston. That got dark. On to our next topic now. Yes, we are completely done with Five Fairy Death Punch now. I think out of the entire rant that we just did, I think everyone can pretty much understand how we feel about this band. And Preston. And Preston. So moving on, (laughs) now we're going to move on to our next topic, which is going to be a more interesting topic and a less therapeutic topic, which is Kill Switch Engage. So, now we've officially moved on to our next subject, right after the the Five Finger Death Punch slash Preston rant. I'm coming for you, Preston. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, next, next topic. It's a band that we've been pretty lenient with. I mean, we haven't really had too many big issues with them, as far as I know. Kill Switch Engage. I know, you, I know you're a big fan of these guys. How do you feel about Kill Switch? They're better with Howard. All I'm gonna say. Watch everyone hate us just for that comment. I don't mean I like I'm loving both singers. I mean we put we put a song sample for each one. I put my favorite from their new singer, and then Amir chose his song, this fire. Which again, I'm not gonna be proud saying and mentioning because I know this is probably gonna go off into a long tangent. But CM Punk used originally his their theme song, This Fire, back when he was in WWE as a wrestler. And that song pretty much became a hit. Not just because of that, but the fact that he ended up did using it at one point in his career probably did help. Uh, so how do you feel about their current singer? Because I know that because you know they got a new singer. So how do you feel? I mean, he was their original singer. You know, he was there with the first album, uh, first two albums actually, and then he left. Howard joined for two albums, and he left, and then Jesse came back, and they've done some collabs here and there. Howard and Jesse and the rest of the band. Uh, Jesse, I think he's a great singer, man, and his, his lyrics too. Uh, I like the fact that he brings a positive message uh, in his lyrics. You know, he's always writing about not giving up, finding strength, and you know, even Howard did that. You can clearly see that in this fire. You know, even though we associate that with CM Punk, if you sit back and you listen to the song itself, you'll realize just you know how beautiful and passionate he is with the message behind the song. Which I think you know both both artists did a fantastic job doing both Howard and Jesse. And you know, they're very similar in, in vocal style as well. Uh, you know, I may like some of the work that Howard does more, but, you know, Jesse, by no means is he inferior to Howard. I mean, he he's in the league of his own, and Howard's in the league of his own, and they're, they're, they're right next to each other, in my opinion. They, you know, they got their own style, they're doing their own thing, but they both pull it off really well, and Kill Switch, man, doesn't matter who their singer is, they're always going to put out banger after banger after banger. I love their latest record too. Like um, I did, I did listen to to it. My favorite song off the album has got to be "Unleashed." 
like that song like from the beginning like it draws you in and it's like it starts off like really ominous it goes like and then it lunges like that and the lyrics are fantastic the guitar work is fantastic everything in the song is great I gotta say for uh, for me the first two albums of Kill Switch and Gate they were kind of all over the place mixing wasn't there fully and uh, I don't know it just felt kind of off you know no disrespect to Jesse I get that they were just starting off and even their record label at the time only signed them because in their eyes uh, they signed them out of pity you know they're like okay let's get another metal band they at the time believed that metal was a, a dying genre the uh, record label that signed them boy were they wrong about that that they were I mean Kill Search really took off after that you know um and then of course you know when CM Punk debuted in 2006 and started using their theme song you know they got even more popular probably because of that too so uh I really need to take the time to listen to them more because um, I do like I do really love them as a band, but you know, shockingly, I don't really listen to them too much. I mean, I did listen to their newest record, like I said, and I did I did really enjoy it. But I do need to, I do want to go back and listen to more of them because they they are a really great band. I really wish I had more to say about them. It's just you know like um, it's been pretty crazy and. I haven't had too much time to actually listen to music properly, and I can only tell you what I know, you know, as well. They have a bunch of great soundtracks as well, a bunch of good singles, uh, End of Heartache is one. My yeah, Curse. that's a pretty good song. My Curse, that's another great one. Uh, Rose of Sharon, which is about Howard's sister passing away, unfortunately. Uh, you know, that one's quite sad, a very heavy hitter of a song. And, you know, you move on to, uh, obviously, This Fire, one of their most popular songs. Uh, their cover of Holy Diver, that, that's a good one right there. I think they pulled off uh, a great cover, uh, cover in Dio. But it, it's not always easy to cover Dio, especially when he's such a different style compared to Kiss, Wish, Engage. But I think Howard and the rest of the band did a fantastic job of actually covering it. And even their newest album, it was it was amazing, man. You know, the Signal Fire and Unleash were uh, just heavy hitters on that album, and I think they did a fantastic job. You know, both Jesse and Howard. I'm excited to see where they go in their direction. I know Howard doing his own solo stuff. He has his own project now. Uh, Jesse obviously is, is leading Killswitch Engage. I'm excited. Once again, I'm excited for both of them, honestly, man. Yeah, I mean. As long as, they, as long as they both keep making music, you know, that's what'll keep me happy. Because based on, you know, their history in the music music place in the music world, they both have a place here in this industry, you know, the music industry. And I really want them to stay and stick around and make more music. Because they they, they just make great music. And I hope they stick around. I hope they don't go anywhere. I hope they continue to do their thing. Don't fall for, don't fall into the trap like a lot of bands are doing, which I don't think they have personally. I mean, I, 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 even after all these years, I know they still make great music and stuff. So, I, I know they're. I'm trying to wonder when they're actually, they're actually going to release another record because I know they released one last year. I'd probably say maybe either next year or maybe the year after, 21 or 22, I believe. 
I'm just taking a wild guess here, but that's that's possibly could be what it is. You got anything else you want to say? Uh, no, man. I think we summed it up, you know, pretty well. This uh, is mainly your topic right here, because you know you listen to them a lot more than me. This, this band is just something special, man. They're they're always consistent too. If you, if you guys um, have heard of Ghost Wish Engage but haven't really dived deeper into the music, definitely do so. They have a lot of underrated songs that need discovering. Okay. That being said, we're going to take a little brief short intermission and then we're going to get into our next subject, which is going to be Disturbed. Welcome back, everyone, and now we are going to move on to our final subject of this episode, which is a band that I've loved probably since I was a kid, Disturbed. How long have you been listening to Disturbed? I've been listening to Disturbed since middle school, man, honestly. I go, like, so far back with Disturbed, all the way back to the sickness. I mean, I started listening to them probably when I was, like, maybe, maybe... 10, 11, maybe 12 at the bare max. But they have grown so much over the years. And they are really well known to so many people out there in the world. They have so many great albums. They have so many great songs. They're pretty much well known probably to everyone in the world. Do you have a favorite album by them? If you had to pick one? For me, it would probably have to be uh, if we don't if we want to break away from the typical fashion of saying the sickness, because you know that's arguably probably their best album they've ever made. But if I had to pick a personal favorite, it'd probably have to be their fourth album, which is Indestructible, which was released in 2008. The songs, uh, the song that really got me going was the title track, Inside the Fire. Great song, by the way. And probably my favorite song off the record, which is Perfect Insanity, which was also featured in a, in a SmackDown vs. Raw video game. I think it was featured back in 2009 is the one that it was featured in. And they also wrote uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin theme songs. So. It's amazing. <clears throat> it's amazing how no matter what band we're talking about or what topic we're talking about, we can always use it to circle back around to bring up WWE. <laughs> That's really astounding to me. <clears throat> I think they really took off, though. Um, you know, after Stricken and Inside the Fire. And, you know, the Down with the Sickness is a really great and well-known song, but they started to experiment with softer songs, like uh, their cover of uh, The Sound of Silence. An and amazing even- cover. Even on their their newer album, um, A Reason to Fight, which is a great, great song. And uh, and then you got songs like uh, The Vengeful One and uh, Stricken. And, you know, you have songs that keep the traditional style. And let me tell you, man, David Voice over the years has only gotten stronger. It has not changed. Not one bit, man. They've been around since, like, 
I think they formed like in the late 90s. They didn't release their first record until like 2000, the year 2000. Which that reminds me, another great song, Shout 2000. Probably one, probably one of my favorite songs from their debut album. Literally, their first record is just perfect. Like, there's not one... That's that's another album that's actually going on the list that I'm compiling up right now. You know, of albums that don't have any bad songs. That song's gonna make number four or five on the list. Yeah, Indestructible has gotta be my favorite so far. And then, um... Asylum, which came out two years after that in 2010. That was a great album, too, because it... It... It, um, it really felt like a sequel to Indestructible because it kept that same style but it tried to be a little different like uh, the title track on that album was really really great um, the song Another Way to Die that was a really I think that was the first single released from that album you know that song talks a lot about global warming and shit like that really really powerful song and then after that they um, they announced they were going on hiatus the band was going on a hiatus for, for a few years and they were on the highest for five years. Like from 2010 to 2015, they weren't active. Now in 2011, however, they released an EP called The Lost Children. And it was just, I think, a few B-sides and maybe a couple of new tracks here and there, but that was it. And after that, you didn't hear about, you didn't hear from them until at least 2015, which is when they resurfaced with Immortalized. And then that's the, you know, that's when they came out with, you know, uh, The Vengeful One fucking amazing song like when I first heard that song on the radio for the first time I listened to it I could not stop headbanging to it I just kept saying disturb his fucking back after so long cause I was still in high school whenever they went on hiatus I was like during uh, I think I was in my sophomore year somewhere between my sophomore and junior year is when I was in school they didn't come out from hiatus until about three years after after I graduated high school. So to have them back again, it was so amazing. And then their 2018 record, which came out two years ago, that's their latest record. First song I heard off of that track was Are You Ready? I think that was a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. First one I heard off of there was uh, A Reason to Fight. And it was just emotional. The video for it is just really heavy too. I mean, you know, being trapped inside uh, a bottle of alcohol and you know kind of finding your own personal demons I mean David does a, a great job of uh, touching up on sensitive topics like that you know even inside the fire that was about a previous girlfriend of his that uh, committed suicide at an early age so he talks about how uh, the devil had tried to talk him into killing himself so that he could be with her in hell because uh, he's Jewish and I guess the religious side of him believed that uh, because she killed herself, she went to hell, and the only way that he'd ever be able to get back with her and to spend time with her for eternity would be to kill himself and sell his soul to the devil so that he could rejoin her in hell. It's a very fucked up song because, you know, at one side you you think you know it's really it's really sweet that he wants to be with her, but it's also messed up that the devil's talking to him. But then the you know the the part that for me that's messed up is the whole uh, the whole religion part because you know I'm an atheist uh, I don't really believe in religion too much but to sit there and say that you know someone goes to hell just because they take their own life I think that was the, the fucked up part about it and I think even David uh, when he wrote the song at the time you know thought that was fucked up because this person was someone that was close to him 
uh, I think probably one of his first girlfriends, if not his first girlfriend, and to lose her to suicide and then have everyone who's religious around him say that, uh, you know, she's gone to hell, she sinned because she killed herself, or, you know, everyone saying, oh, she's in a better place now, and, I mean, it's, it's, I get that, you know, it's, it's trying to be a comfort in saying, oh, she's in a better place now, but at the same time, it, it's not really what someone who had just lost someone close to them wants to hear. You know, it, it's not like, uh, it's not the most uh, correct thing to say, I guess, in that instance. You kind of just, uh, you gotta give that person time to mourn over that stuff. You can't really say, oh, they're in a better place or whatnot. Even if you're religious, you, you can't say, oh, she went to hell because she killed herself like shit like that because you know at the end of the day you don't know what type of demon that person was fighting and for you to just come out and say that that's that's just arrogant in my opinion that's true did you ever did you ever watch the music video for that for that that song man it was just hard to watch yeah it was it was very horrifying to say the least i mean i i can't imagine being in that position you know walking in finding her fucking hate which you know it's based on a true story obviously uh you know, having to walk in and find your your lover, your significant other, just fucking hanging there in front of you. I mean, God, that that's that's difficult. It seems like it would scar you like for life. And like that's not something you could ever. That's something, you know. I've never experienced it firsthand, but you know, uh, having to uh, having to walk in on a site like that, it feels like you know it'd be something that you couldn't you could never unsee. You know, like just that mental image will like stick stick with you in your mind probably for the rest of your life and you know without a without a moment's notice you know you could it could randomly you could randomly start thinking about it again and I, I wouldn't want to be the person to live with that type of pain and you know he doesn't really show it but he doesn't show it I mean he's he does a good job you know kind of keeping his emotions in check and everything but um you know just the fact that that song was released 2008 I believe it was on the fourth record and it's really hard to you know actually kind of fathom you know that you know that that shit happened to him it's really tough to think about and this goes out to anyone out there who's struggling you know with depression and suicidal thoughts and everything you can get help like you, you're you're not alone like if you feel like that you're if you feel like that you you know that you're having these kind of thoughts and everything you can call the uh was it the Suicide National Prevention Hotline or something like that? I think they have a number. I don't remember the number exactly. But I know there's a hotline for it. You know, we're not we're not doing this for sponsorships or nothing like that. It's just... This is just us personally talking to anyone out there who's struggling. You know, you can get help. You're not alone. And we wish that... We wish anyone out there who's struggling with it the best. And we hope that you all can overcome this. Because you all have the power to overcome your personal demons. It's just a matter of wanting to, and the willpower to try it. Oh, that was a pretty, um, that was a pretty deep session right there talking about disturbed. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know that's that's one of the great things about the power of music is that it can it can connect people together in in ways you know that are unimaginable. I mean, so, so many people of so many different cultures coming together to appreciate a form of art. And, you know, that's what music is to us. It's, it's art. It's our escape and our way of, uh, of being connected and interacting with other people. I know a lot of people out there 
um, you know, they struggle with trying to fit into the crowd because a lot of people don't listen to metal music uh, the way we do. Pop music is what's popular. They call it pop music for a reason. But the metal community, uh, we're, we're not like any other genre of music. We're a family out here. You know, we, we stick, stick together with each other. We support each other in every way possible. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing to see everyone come together. So many different backgrounds, so many different cultures. Just to appreciate uh, something of this nature. And I think it's really amazing. And for, you know, bands and artists to write about subjects that people can relate to it just shows that you know at the end of the day the number one thing that keeps these bands going and the number one thing that these members of the bands care about are the fans because you know it's what supplies them it's what keeps them going what keeps them you know creating their passion of music absolutely i mean you know when we met two years ago you know there were the whole the whole reason we became friends was bonding over music you know, we started talking about Bullock Mark Valentine. You know, I've mentioned this before in, in a previous episode. I think it was back sometime in season one, but that's how we became friends. Was just bonding over music and shit, and you know, we kind of just it kind of it kind of just went on from there, you know. And here we are, we're on, we're on a fucking podcast talking about music and our favorite bands and topics and stuff. So anyway, uh, that's gonna conclude today's episode. We'll see you guys next Saturday. Next Saturday is gonna be a an interesting episode because we're talking about Nickelback next weekend. <laughs> oh, I can already see. Hope you guys are prepared for that one. <laughs> and if you guys ever come across somebody named Preston in the street with curly hair, <laughs> please do me a favor and do not hesitate to smack it. Let him know how much of a piece of shit he is, okay? And Preston, if for, for some reason you're listening to this podcast, I will find you. I will hunt you down and I will cut you. You understand me, Preston? It doesn't go to anybody struggling out there with any mental illness. Please seek any help and call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Except for Preston. Don't call that hotline. Because I'm coming for you. When I'm done with you, the only hotline you're going to need is 911. <laughs> okay. Okay, so on that note, before, before any of us spiral out of control here, let's go ahead and end the podcast here. We will see you guys next weekend. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your days.